15 years since the last curator died. He nearly drove us all crazy asking if we'd found any war relics in our fields or insisting that things we used every day were antiques that he needed for displays. Maniac drove us crazy a lot of ways. Maybe he was just having a hard time adjusting to being back after so many years in New York City, but nothing seemed to suit him. He complained about the heat complained about what he called the utter lack of culture in Hope County, complained about Southern food being bad for our health, even though folks around here tend to live a good long time. Most of all, he complained about how dusty our unpaved road got his new green Saturn. Joe Ridley lost his temper over that last one. Son, this is a good road. Your relatives and mine have driven up and down it for over a hundred years. You want a clean car? Hose it down each evening. After that, I often saw a maniac out rinsing off his car. With all the noise our dogs were making that full moon night, I just knew maniac was reaching for his phone. Joe Ridley hadn't budged. I jabbed him again. Go do something about those dogs! Good gracious, woman, you sound just like maniac. Joe Ridley climbed out of bed and plodded toward the door. Moonlight stripes through our open blinds, making him look more like a convict than a county magistrate. I heard him clomp downstairs. Then in a minute I heard him shout, Quiet! Quiet now! from our back porch. If the dogs hadn't waked Maniac, that yelling would. However, Joe Ridley's hounds are so well trained, they stopped mid-howl. Lulu and the pups gave up in a few bars, and quiet reigned again except for crickets, a couple of frogs near our swimming pool, and thumps and bumps below. Joe Ridley's great-granddaddy built this house five years after General Sherman blazed by and created unprecedented prosperity for the Yarborough Lumber Company. He built high ceilings, enormous rooms, and a wraparound porch in front and along one side with a rounded curve and a little round-pointed roof at the corner. When we took the house over from Joe Ridley's parents back when our boys were small, we screened in the side porch and that curve at the corner, remodeled the kitchen, updated the wiring and plumbing, and put in heat and air conditioning. Over the years, we'd repaired the tin roof, slicked things up inside occasionally with new paint and paper, and covered the outside with pale blue siding that didn't need painting. Otherwise, the house hadn't changed much. It was lovely and comfortable but certainly not soundproof. I could hear every step as Joe Ridley fixed himself something to eat. Thump! He slammed the back door. Squeak! He opened the bread drawer. Thud! He closed the refrigerator. Smack! He got a plate from the cabinet and slammed that door. Joe Ridley never shut a door softly in his life. Scrape! He opened the drawer to get a knife. Creak! He was sitting down at the big round oak table his granddaddy built. Was I going to get no sleep at all? Still, now that he'd mentioned it, I was a tad hungry myself. I got up and put on a cotton robe. Living nearly a mile down a dirt road, I could go to the kitchen in my gown or even my birthday suit. But we seldom closed our blinds, and you never knew who might be outside doing what. That new doctor who bought the Pickens house, for instance, jogged up and down our road at all hours, and a fair share of Hopemore men hunted at night with a fine disregard for the Fish and Game Commission. I prided myself that I looked pretty good for a woman on the sunny side of sixty. 
I didn't want word to get around that McLaren Yarborough was losing her figure. I found my spouse biting a hunk of the kind of sandwich that makes heart doctors see dollar signs. What you doing up, little bit? That's been his pet name for me since he was six and I was four and he blurted out one day, You're the cutest little bit of a thing I ever did see. Since he was always two years older, and since I stopped growing at five foot three while he climbed up past six feet, the name stuck. Same thing you are, honey, I told him, raising my cholesterol level so I can sleep. Joe Ridley hadn't bothered to turn on a light. So much moonlight poured through our kitchen windows that moving around was like walking on the bottom of a silvery stream. I found a couple of cold chicken legs and a little potato salad Clorinda, our cook, had tucked in the fridge after dinner and poured myself a cold glass of buttermilk to go with them. As I headed